Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Building a Better Body podcast. So if you're new around these parts, my name is Karen McClintock and I am the host of the show. I'm a certified primal health coach. Now that being said, I personally don't work with clients. I prefer to come on here and be the platform for others to share their real life stories uh, on all elements of health, well-being and biohacking. You know what, we're all different, so if I can give you knowledge from many, many different resources, it's more likely that you're going to find something that resonates with you, and then you can go off and experiment a little yourself. Hey guys, and welcome to episode number, do you know what number we're on? 88 of the BBB podcast. I hope I find you well. I'm excited to bring you today's show with Dominic Rapson. Now you'll hear his bio shortly as I launch into the show, but I just want to give you an idea of what we talked about today. Dominic is one of the most passionate people I've talked to in a long time. We discuss his journey with bodybuilding, being a vegan for two years, becoming full carnivore and his amazing calisthenics practices. Dom is one of these people that, you know, really takes time to study, research and really, you know, go into the field and find out what people are doing in order to find that optimal health and fitness. He has spent time discovering what true ancestral patterns are and has built it this into his day to day and uh, built it into his practices for other people as well. So thanks again to Dom for being so lovely and taking the time to talk to me today. Shout out to Dom. See you in Bali sometime. Uh, Keep listening guys and enjoy the rest of our chat. Today on the show I am talking to Dominic Rapson from Origins of Vitality Nutrition. Dominic studied nutrition and bodybuilding but realised his health wasn't where it should be and in his own words believed he was taught biased and false science. So he continued studying and biohacking his way through life and today... For, in my opinion, is a picture of health inside and out. Dominic has really simplified things, which seems to be, I think, the key to his progress. He's embraced ancestral patterns and now has a huge following that really seems to enjoy his words of wisdom. So today he offers lots of help to others seeking an upgrade in their own life. He's a nutrition coach, but also looks at the body holistically as a whole, working on underlying root causes rather than fixing a symptom and papering over the cracks, if you like. So I'm very excited to speak to Dom today because I know he dedicates, even from afar, I can tell he dedicates a lot of time to studying and delving into the real science behind well-being. So the knowledge he brings is going to be on point and I really hope he speaks to you guys today. So let's dive in. Hey Dom, how you doing? Hey, fam. So yeah, great. I think uh, that intro is amazing. I think uh, that's that's everything covered already then. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure to be on here speaking with you. Um, love seeing your progression and the um, Building Better Body bot- podcast as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to be on here. So thank you. Awesome. No, thank you. Um, so let's start at the start. Would you like to tell us a little bit of your story, how you've got to where you are today? along with your twists and turns? I know that's a massive question, but you can you can give us the highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, sure. Try and uh, condense it without um, missing out too much because yeah. my whole journey of nutrition and training has been over the last 10 years. So quite a lot has happened and quite a lot of changes to my personality and way of thinking, of course, in that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, as, as you said, I started with bodybuilding um purely because i was a twig of a human being and i was a dive instructor at the time and lifting weights such as the tanks and 
tourists and things like that was starting to destroy my body. And so I went into bodybuilding to try and get the strength up. Wasn't really into the aesthetics, just for the strength and to keep my back healthy for the diving. And from that point, I then started getting addicted to it, as most people do. They start seeing quick changes. Uh, I dove into the whole uh, men's physique bodybuilding realm. Mm -hmm. And that means pretty much I got a coach. I was focused on the aesthetics and competing. And it was fun. I mean, I got really strong. I got loads of muscle mass. I started to look um, really good and start really getting confident in myself as a man. And But I started to notice that with the bodybuilding way, my skin and my internal health wasn't great. And I started to become self-conscious of this. And I know that I needed to change. So I gave up um, that kind of path in fitness with the whole bodybuilding and with a little bit of use of um, steroids and eating six times a day. It just definitely wasn't healthy. And I had studied in that as well. So I became just a standard nutritionist and PT and giving out meal plans for six times a day, chicken, rice, broccoli, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and shredding out bikini athletes and stuff like that. And just to notice that everyone in the gym in that lifestyle was not healthy and was aging extremely quickly in their skin. Yeah. So that then started a journey into um, veganism. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, as most people think, they go, you either have the processed food um, route or you have the vegan route. They only see either of those two. And that's kind of how I was. Mm. And in that time, I was kind of going through what I'd say was my spiritual growth at the time. You know, opening myself up to spiritual practices, nature, and more diving into myself and who I was as a person. And that was two years, two years on the vegan diet. And at the end of those two years, I had to contemplate and realize that my health, although it got slightly better at first, after I ditched all of the uh, uh, processed foods and the low quality foods and the consistent eating. I mean, with the veganism, I was also doing two to three meals a day. So I'd already dramatically reduced the amount I was eating. Mm -hmm. And of course, I felt better as most do. But within the two years, I started to realize that my skin got really bad again. My performance went down. Um, my muscle mass and everything started to deteriorate. I lost quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And so at the same time, I was studying and also spending time with Rastafarians at the Springs in Barbados and nice. learning they're all vegans. And well, mm-hmm. they wouldn't call themselves vegans, but um, what do they call it? They were um, idol is vital is what they would say. Right, okay. The idle foods, lots of um, root foods, um, bush foods. So I was learning um, some of their principles in that. Mm-hmm. And come to think of it now, I look back on those guys that I was learning from, and they were always inflamed, mm-hmm. always really frail and weak. As they got older, they became skinnier and skinnier to the bone. And actually, the, the main guy who ran the spring, he died of a severe infection in his mouth. Wow. So I look back on all of this now and I restudy and I look through as to why that would happen and it all makes sense. So mm-hmm. came out of veganism, went back to hunting, living in the Caribbean, the tropics. I uh, went back into hunting, got all my spear guns and everything back and started eating a lot more fish again. Mm-hmm. 
as you hear from most people on like YouTube, as you know, you see all the vegan influencers and stuff going back to me, within a day or two, the differences in emotion, well, your emotions, your clarity of mind and the strength and vitality in your body is extremely noticeable. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> right after that, I was like, okay, so I'm back on the right track. So meat is definitely <laughs> a necessary part of health. Yeah. So then I started to include the red meats again. But I was still more, I would say, like, more like a paleo kind of um, sure. relationship to food. I was still eating um, lots of sweet potatoes. You know, sweet potatoes in the Caribbean is, like, one of the mm. most favorite foods out there. Yeah. So sweet potatoes with meat, rice, and stew. They love their stews, goat mm. and beef stews with the rice. Mm-hmm. So I was eating more like that again and definitely felt stronger and was starting to recover my strength. But... Mm-hmm. my internal health and my skin still wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I guess those were the biggest markers for me. Mm-hmm. And then after doing veganism, doing the bodybuilding, also studying a bit of Ayurvedic principles, being from Brazil and spending time with um, tribes and um, Bushmen of Brazil and seeing how they used um, a lot of herbs as medicine, I started to go down that path. That then led me to um, studying holistic nutrition, um, which I studied at the Czech Institute. Mm -hmm. And from there, I started to look at everything more holistically. And I started studying metabolic typing, blood typing, and the use of herbs and different remedies as homesis for the body. And that's really where it all started up for me. So then I started focusing more on disease and rejuvenation of the body instead of just performance which is what it was all about before so and from that i then i started origins of vitality and during the first year of origins of vitality i began to travel to um the tribes that i had contact with um some like the bedouin tribes in egypt Mm -hmm. the nomadic um, desert people so I went to Egypt and um, had good contacts there, thanks to my mother and a few friends there. I um, managed to spend time dry fasting in the desert, learning about intermittent fasting. Okay. And so my fasting journey began, where I started just having one meal a day. Um, from then on, getting good results from metabolic typing and blood typing, but it wasn't quite consistent in everyone. Mm-hmm. So then also spending time with a few of the... Uh, very very old celtic people here in the uk and seeing how they eat especially up in scotland and some areas of um the islands off of wales as well mm-hmm. seeing how they lived on mostly animal foods and seafood mm-hmm. and just started gathering all this knowledge up and it really gave me the confidence to believe in the ancestral way after seeing it with my own eyes sure and in that time, then I started going towards more more animal based. I would say more like um, ketosis. Yeah. So started working more with ketosis, and I I had the opportunity to work with a few cancer patients that were friends, mm-hmm. and they weren't going down the hospital route. They really didn't believe in that and wanted to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So luckily, they put their confidence in me. Obviously, without any. Um, without putting too much um, pressure on me or anything, I was able to work with them and yeah. actually managed to resolve the cases over a period of four to six months on some of them. Wow. And yeah, I worked also with a lady that had um, breast cancer out in Greece where I flew out there and uh, worked for, for a bit and did a few talks out there. And a few months after coming back, 
she got the all clear of her breast cancer. Wow, amazing. So I got so much confidence from that and I started to build up my protocols of origins of vitality and it's, as the name says, it's all about the origins of where our vitality is and comes from, you know? Yes. So all ancestral patterns is what I do now and as you've probably seen from, you know, we've um, connected over this uh, last year of my journey and I've been Mm -hmm. completely carnivore now. So yes. That's my focus at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Very, well, here we are today. I love it. That yeah. is such a story. I was scribbling down notes like crazy, and now I won't be able to read them back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing I noticed whenever you're talking, Dom, is how self-aware you are and how hungry for knowledge. You know, taking taking everything into your own hands and saying this isn't good enough. I need to tweak and play and work out what suits me. And I don't think a lot of people do that or even know how to start doing something like that so that's absolutely amazing that you have just decided right this is this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to study and I'm going to make it work and help other people along the way which is amazing oh thank you yeah I mean I have to thank my mother for it because she's always making me travel and a lot of the travels were into not very touristy areas we're always with the locals with the tribes and got pushed into that so I was actually preparing for this from a very long time like I also spent three months in India my mom took me out there and um, put me in an ashram to learn meditation and philosophy and also then the food and the way of the people so she kind of was preparing me for this all my life awesome like surrounding yourself with the right people is so important I think we can underestimate that (laughs) yeah yeah definitely I mean not many people get that. I mean, I was 12 years old when she did that. So, wow. it's, uh, yeah, it was a very, very good opportunity. And this self-awareness just comes from always wanting to be better and finding the truths, you know. Yeah, an inspiration to others. <laughs> so oh, you, uh, you were vegan for two years, you said, and then the issue started showing up. I think a lot of people, you know, they could go a lot longer before issues showing up. But I think you maybe mentioned that before yourself. You know, it could be five, ten years down the line and then you're like really you know, this, this way of eating is ingrained in you and you almost lose your identity because, you know, oh, yeah. what I do now, you know? Yeah, it's that, it kind of becomes embedded. I mean, it did for me. I mean, I was so arrogant and obnoxious with it. And <laughs> Understandable, I, I get it, I get it, it. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, like, family, friends, it, it makes you so anti-nature and anti-human, but because you think it's, the people are just passive and not getting on board with something that needs to be done, you think you're above them and, yeah. it's through intelligence you know but yeah far from and of course being very aware of my body with the kind of sports I was doing at the time I started to notice things that I definitely knew was attributed to the diet not really the environment yeah it's just purely diet and as you said most people become so embedded with their beliefs and who they are into mm. almost like a religion on nutrition yeah. that they don't attribute their um, negative symptoms and feelings towards um, the diet. They think it's environmental or just a phase of something or they're just not doing it right. Yeah, exactly. Beating themselves up. Um, I know you're friends with Brian from Red Light Rising, but he was sharing uh, his story with me, which will come out just before yours. And he had the same problem. He had a lot of inflammation problems, really starting to have achy bones and uh, joints. And then he happened to come across a couple who were a vegan for 20 years and the only thing they hadn't tried was introducing meat and that just triggered something in his mind as well. So they tried it, he tried it and never looked back. 
So uh, that's generally how it goes. Yeah. yeah. You just hope you're going to meet these people that, you know, have gone through the same journey, but are maybe a, a couple of years ahead of you and have made some amazing changes themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like 2018, 2019 has been really a backlash on the whole uh, vegan influence because most of their top influence that have been at it five, 10 years now with huge followings, they're all falling apart. And they've made the smart decisions to come out and start eating the fish and the meat again. And mm-hmm. They're all announcing it, which is very brave and uh, yeah. very good of them. But uh, they're getting uh, all sorts of people um, attacking them now. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. you have to kind of be mindful as well. It's so easy to kind of say, "Why are you doing that?" But you need to. Brian and I were talking about this as well. You need to take a step back and set the example, and then hopefully, eventually, they come to you and start asking the questions, and you're you know happy to answer that way. You're not forcing what your, your beliefs are on them and hopefully them on you as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, by all means, eat however the way you want. You yeah. know, if you want to malnourish yourself for a certain reason, that's yours, fine, <laughs> but don't push it as a truth, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. where we have a problem. That's where the war on nutrition is really is. Making, making these ancestral foods illegal for the bulk of the population yeah, we can't really stand for that. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so um, moving on a bit, you talked about your carnivore way. So in your Instagram story- stories, which I, be- I believe are just amazing. I don't know how you can do so much in front of the camera. <laughs> I'd like to do about one a week. And it's like, oh, what am I going to say? Um, but I'm sure it takes a lot of work and thought. Do you, do you have like notes beside you or do you just like, it just all flows? <laughs> I, I just try and flow it. I don't really, I'll just wake up in the morning and be like, oh, do I have time to speak? Or am yeah. I passionate? Do I feel passionate about something today? Yeah. And whatever it is, um, I'll just go into a rant. So I'm not reading from anything. It's just um, information I've stored in my head. Some regurgitated, um, some mm. just truly um, aspects of me that I really believe and parts of my um, programming and holistic protocols that i truly believe in from experience yeah and i just i just flow on the basis of them brilliant and then as you know i'm going to ask you um how many vegans have you pissed off along the way (laughs) and how many of them comment on your stuff well um i've worked with over 200 ex-vegans that are now eating meat and pretty much carnivore oh you made a few happy then as well yeah may made quite a few happy um but i mean I've, I've been more quiet and more um, about the training and um, the biochemistry at the moment. So they don't really tend to get triggered by that. So not mm-hmm. recently, but last year it was like, oh, over, over 10 messages a day from some, from some pissed off people. Because mm-hmm. I was really, instead of just focusing on the biochemical patterns, which yeah. they can't really argue with. Yeah. Um, I was just talking more about the philosophy and all about the ex-vegans and the thousands of ex-vegan videos and obviously that hits home pretty hard for them so yeah yeah but it's it's coming from you mean you've been through the journey and come out the other side and it's coming from a good place that's what i see from you so oh yeah i I try i mean i take the piss a lot because (laughs) it is social media and i don't want to be totally so i want to enjoy my life and have a laugh with the audience of course and i get good messages from that but (laughs) yes yeah, so a lot of people don't really see that. So they come at me pretty headstrong and try and argue with me. And then yeah. I'll either ignore it if it's if it's too much of a head case for me to bother with. But yeah. if they're coming with more of a discussion, mm. I open up a bit of information. And generally, within four to five months, they came back saying, oh, I had my first steak and <laughs> I feel really good. Yeah, And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, very good. And then uh, I saw you eat the raw liver a while back. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. <laughs> you are game. Fair play. It is a, a nutrient bomb, <laughs> as you know. But this morning as my boyfriend was leaving, he said, Good luck with your interview. By the way, I'm not eating liver tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um so but if you want to tell everybody how nutrient dense liver is and maybe how you could hide it a bit if people aren't game for just throwing it back like you did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, they say, or they say this and all, they say liver is the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. Yeah. And followed by that is honey, which is the most vibrational food on the planet. Okay. And um, so these two foods, I mean, do I think they're necessary? This is a big topic mm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessary. I think if you have skin issues or you are quite malnourished for some reason or the other, or you have certain internal issues then i would say it's necessary yeah. but if you're quite healthy mm -hmm. like a lot of the tribes i mean there's this big argument now whether tribes ate from nose to tail and it's actually quite commonly seen that most tribes don't eat nose to tail they don't actually eat the organs yeah you know um mm -hmm. like inuits for example they feed most of the organs to their dogs all oh, right okay <laughs> Yeah, you know, and like Native American in Indians as well will pick up certain organs for their for their children at certain stages of growth, and for their women at certain stages of menstruation or birth, mm -hmm. um, or sorry, making a child. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't deem it necessary. I'll usually top off on liver. Say I've gone on holiday or I've had to eat out more, and I'm eating foods that I know aren't cooked in great oils or from what good sources, so the nutrients. That fat soluble vitamins aren't as high. Yeah. I will top up with maybe I mean very little, maybe fifty grams of liver in one go. Yeah. Like once in the week or twice in the week, if that. And so you're sort of treating it like a supplement, and especially if you're feeling a bit uh, out of whack. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's that's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah. More more like a supplement. Yeah. And I'll uh, I'll eat it raw because to me put destroy some of the uh nutrition although a lot of the enzymes in liver can survive high heat yeah and obviously you're adding more fat if you're cooking it in oil sure. but eating it raw seems to stop that metallic iron taste yeah that's what people don't like so much interesting that's what i can't stand and yeah. it's very very faint when you eat it raw it's more just like eating um a salty bit of steak Okay, that sounds good. I, that's what I find. A lot of people don't like the texture. But that's what I was going to say. Is it tough to get your teeth through or is it soft? No, it's it's it, you, especially if you just get get just an, uh, enough for the day. Don't store it in the fridge so that it goes all soft and weird. Ooh, if yeah. you get it while it's still firm and nice, yeah, it's it's easy. You chew it up and swallow it easy. Um, My partner, Nettie, she doesn't like chewing it at all, so she just swallows it whole. Wow, yeah. Take your medicine. Be a good girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so i've uh i back in the day used to blend it and then put it in with meat and make meatballs out of it but again my boyfriend was uh -huh. like no i still taste that <laughs> but oh, I, liked really? it. I liked it yeah. it still gets cooked but yeah. yeah that sounds good yeah the other one was um actually a, a mate of mine david who i met in bali um in australia they all freeze the the liver mm. and then when they've cooked like a minced meat or a steak or something they'll get it out the fridge out the freezer and just grate it while it's frozen and just grate oh, yeah. a little bit on top okay. that's another good you probably wouldn't even notice it then excellent yeah. apparently so you don't notice it at all it right. just lightly grates and kind of melts into the meat while nice. it's hot yeah oh great maybe i'll try that <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just Karen here interrupting the show briefly. I'm here to share a discount code for 10% off with Red Light Rising. 
Red light therapy has been shown to improve mitochondria function, accelerated healing, rejuvenate your skin, enhance muscle recovery and induce deeper sleep. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty great to me. So if you want to head on over to redlightrising.co.uk and use Karen BBB at checkout, you can grab your 10% off today. Now, back to the show. Um, Dom, you've had, I was listening to uh, the Primal Alchemy podcast. Isn't that what it's called? Primal Alchemy? Or is it? Um, Primal Alchemy is this company. Um, I think it's Red Pill Initiation. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was looking at his artwork and I was going, is it called that or is it called that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were talking about your injuries on there and you mentioned deer antler. I have no idea what that is. Um, what is that and how does that uh, become part of your repair protocol? All right. So as you know, I don't really use much supplements or anything that's processed by man apart from meat. Yeah. But um, the deer antler has been really interesting mm-hmm. because I felt tremendous results. And then so did Nettie. And as soon as she came off it for the first time, she was like, wow, I actually feel different. Wow. And then all my athlete clients who I put them on there, they're, they're all reporting exactly the same. And I mean, to verbatim, the exact same feelings, which is wow. outstanding. Mm-hmm. We kind of got a lot of anecdotal um, results from it that I can communicate to other people. But the mm-hmm. deer antler is literally um, after the mating season, um, these animals shed a lot of their antlers mm-hmm. and they regrow again. So what we do is we harvest them oh. right before that happens and we break down all of the bones and shave off all of the hairs and put them into a tincture. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the fastest growing bone in on the planet, in the animal kingdom. Okay. And obviously you have moose and um, elk as well, which is even more potent, even more denser bone. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this is, is that it contains similar growth hormone to us that we push out through our bone marrow as well and keeps our bone marrow healthy and strong and our bones dense yeah which we create through resistance exercise intermittent fasting and general stress on the body mm-hmm. so what this is is that isolated bone minerals that go straight into us with a tiny bit of igf1 growth hormone okay and this will go into our marrow stores and help densify our bones joints remove inflammation through anti-angiogenesis and it has a very, very minimal effect on testosterone, but just raises it slightly. Mm-hmm. And due to this fact that it's a growth hormone that does not attribute itself by raising um, testosterone, it hasn't got the side effects that um, most of the stuff bodybuilders are using, synthetic or natural, from like horse and stuff like that, or dead yes. human bodies. Yes. So it's just very minimal. You load it over a period of two to three weeks, and you keep on it for about a month or so, mm-hmm. or up to two months. And... All it does is just help the rejuvenation of your marrow and, and tissues. While if, if you're doing resistance training, it will help add a little bit more muscle. Sure. And you do feel a slight libido rise. And that sexual energy is, mm-hmm. is key for building. And would there be collagen in it as well? Um, no, it doesn't mm-hmm. actually have. Although the company I work with, um, Butt Up, mm-hmm. does do one for women that has collagen in the tincture. Oh, nice. That's super power one there. Love it. <laughs> yeah so yeah they're, they're they're on it it's a good company so would you put down put it down to that as being able to repair a little bit better whenever you you'd hurt was it your bicep or your shoulder uh my most recent one um two and a half months ago was um a bicep tear mm-hmm. <sighs> sounds grim <laughs> it was i mean the sound was scary enough oh, did it make it a noise did it make a noise yeah my whole class heard it 
Uh, like what kind of, can you do a demonstration of the noise? <laughs> uh, it was like, you know when you um, pour milk, I mean, it's probably been a while since we've eaten this kind of food, but from yes. childhood, Rice Krispies. Yes. Oh, wow. But imagine that much louder and with a, with a loud plack at the end. Wow, like crackly? Crackly and then a pop. Snap, snap crackle and pop. That's not a good yeah. sign coming from your arm. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So that's what it was. And I instantly buckled out of the movement, obviously. And, Hell yeah. uh, mm-hmm. But recovered it to being able to train two and a half weeks. Wow. Very cool. And near, near full strength a month and a half in. Amazing. And then were you taking your liver then as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Caviar, liver, um, deer <laughs> antler, lots of bone marrow, lots of collagen. Awesome. I must get on the bone marrow, actually. I got it a long time ago and then I kind of forgot about it. Um, would you, would um, quality be a sort of a, re- a main thing for you? Would you want to get top quality bone marrow? Is it something that would hold toxins or anything if you got kind of a nasty <laughs> section of it? I haven't actually gone too far into the quality of that bone marrow. Yeah. I, I normally get from the butchers for bone broth and right. I will go to Plaw Hash and get biodynamic bones. Mm. Um, but when it comes to the marrow, because of ease, I mean, Waitrose sells a pack for one pound and you literally, it's all cut and ready. You stick it in the oven for five minutes and scoop it out on top of your steak and it's, mm-hmm. oh, it's delicious. Nice. You know, we don't have Waitrose over here or Morrison's. Mm-mm. No way. No, I know. <laughs> we have Asda yeah. and Tesco's and Sainsbury's. <laughs> uh, okay. That's, but, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know uh, why. I'd probably have, yeah, you'd have to go to the butchers and just get them to saw the shin bones right. or femurs in half. Uh, sounds horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let, I'll, I'll let them do that word. That's a workout in itself. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So moving on, Dom, let's talk calisthenics because you share so much of this great stuff on your um, Instagram. And the first thing I want to say is how easy does it look and how easy is it not? Well, for me, anyway, because, you know, <laughs> I've only started my journey. And as I was saying before we started recording, I can immediately see where my weaknesses are. Literally after one session, weaker wrists, weak uh, core and my upper back. I'm a little bit rounded shoulders. Too many podcasts, you know. But I've been given, but instantly again, I've only been going maybe two or three weeks and all the exercises I've been doing outside of it are helping, like the pike press and the, the frog stand, if that's what it's called. <laughs> Oh yeah, nice. She's so on the hand balance already. Yes, and that I did that actually this morning, and it felt the strongest it ever has. So I think the key oh, to any of this stuff is just keeping at it. Uh, don't give up, and you have to kind of do it every every couple of days. Um, but what sort of would you say about calisthenics? How, what have you noticed in yourself and others? And how long have you been doing it for? Because you just it just is effortless to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it used to be more effortless to me, but um, okay. since stepping off from from uh, competing and um, focusing more on coaching, I've just now focused on the moves that I really enjoy. Yeah. And I've been doing calisthenics for nearly four years now. And in the middle of that, I was at a competition where I was just playing around on the bars before the comp started, and I broke both my wrists. Oof. So I had one of the rarest uh, wrist surgeries um, ever in the UK. And so that's changed the physiology of my wrist. So a lot of the moves I used to do, like um, floor handstands and planches, that I've had to completely change. And, and mm. I've only now really started to focus on relearning it because the wrist now has more mobility. Right. But it's, 
it's really a mean old road calisthenics you you get to one really good achievement you're happy about and then the following weeks and months it all gets much harder again yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's something you've got to really get addicted to and enjoy the process because unlike lifting weights it's not something you see results within a few weeks Mm it's uh it's just like monthly it's monthly results with cali and it's the reason why i love it so much and most people fall into it is that each session is a meditation you have to be so focused on the contractions of your nervous system with the muscles mm-hmm. and also every time you come out of a set whether you failed it or succeeded the movement in the set you have to really contemplate on what you might have not been doing to full potential in order to keep progressing yeah Amazing. have you found that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the um the guy that I go to shout out to Brian Cahill from Frankfurt he is very good um and I'm so glad I came across him I literally put a post on Facebook does anybody know anybody I think you saw that as well um and somebody responded and he's literally five minutes up the road but he's really motivating and uh, we've got a little WhatsApp group going just we'll share videos of our wins throughout the week um so that's like as I was saying at the start uh, creating a community like that is perfect you can't do it on your own not at all no i mean it's cali is very hard to just train away on your own because there's so many particular regressions and progressions to use that unless you're training with people with broad experience it's hard to catch on to a new movement that could really work out for you Mm -hmm. yeah i love that it's so it's it's like well i was gonna say it's natural movement it's not really but it helps you just yeah. with your everyday movement, you know, bending down, picking stuff up, turning it. Like I always say, if you bend around and pick something out of the back of your car and you tweak something, then that's because you're not doing these kind of movements to strengthen that area up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, def- it's definitely in the realms of functional. I mean, it's not yeah. really movements that will help generate all the time in everyday life, but yeah. I do believe... Um, I'm not sure if you listened in on the uh, podcast I did with Keegan Smith, the Keegan Smith experience. No, but I do follow him, actually. Uh, He's brilliant because he's a strength and conditioning coach. And Mm -hmm. I agree with him is that the human body should really be working on force. Yeah. And the more force you can produce and the more muscle mass you can produce onto your frame relative to what you're doing, um, the more longevity you will have Mm -hmm. and the more strength in your joints in order to take the pressures of, of any accidents or any things that happen in order to, you know, stay strong and bounce back from it. Yeah, that's perfect. So. I actually I dipped into his Instagram stories this morning, funnily enough, and he was working on his grip strength. He was squeezing those, I don't know what they're called. Grips. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those those grip strength things. things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But he was talking about some guy that he follows. He's 15 and he can go much stronger than him. It's just a different... Uh, I'm sitting doing it here while I'm talking to you. Not with a... I'm just squeezing my fists. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure my grip strength is rubbish as well and girls are kind of well maybe it's it's wrong to tar all girls with the same brush but just holding on to a bar even is just difficult I've got my calluses coming up now so that's obviously a sign of strength coming yeah, through yeah you've been initiated now you've yes. got your calluses <laughs> I know exactly I don't have lady hands anymore <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> I love it so uh what I have not asked you actually Dom is what do you offer your clients then over at Origins if I go over to your your site what can they find what can they do all right so at the moment my main focus has been um the primal programs okay so it's it's more 
yes, I do. When they come to me, they I have to first speak to them and get to know them before I even tell them which program would be good for them. Yeah. Perfect. So that's one part of the job I love. I become friends with most of the clients I uh, I work with because it has to get quite intimate sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly uh, I'm working on issues, but the uh, the primal programs is more. After we identified what your body needs, it's all about resetting the body and the mind mm. to what it has learned about the conventional food ideas at the moment and the general ideas on ancestral foods and the patterns of eating. Yeah. So the primal programs is something I offer more as a journey. Mm. So within that journey, you are learning what's happening in your body. You're feeling the changes. Yeah. And of course, I also work with um, chronic and degenerative diseases, which is uh, on my uh, metabolic programs where everything is designed to just attacking and destroying the issue while rejuvenating the other parts of the body that need to function together. Amazing. Uh, like I said, it's the body as a holistic whole. And I love that you say that's a, a journey. You know, you see these six week uh, shred programs it's just like uh, cringe oh, what, yeah. what happens after that though and what are you actually doing to get that in six weeks <laughs> yeah yeah no I can't stand that I mean what I'm hoping to do is not just make followers but teach them stuff that they can spread on yeah you know so a lot of the people that do my program um, they'll know somebody in the gym and then they'll actually be able to go up to them and, and I have this people so many so many people give me this feedback it's like Oh, I had a woman with this issue and I just told her um, little bits from this part of the plan that I know made yeah. me feel this way. And now she's feeling just as good in that way and it's changed her life. Just It's just passing on enough information around the world that creates the necessary small changes for people to all thrive. Brilliant. That's what the mission is. That must make you feel so good when you hear the little snippets are, are feeding through to other people. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's, that's what it is. It's, it's empowering people to know and feel the differences in their body from the conventional ways of eating and awesome. the propaganda being pushed out there. So mm-hmm. in like some of my programs, after they've been about four weeks strict, after going through ketosis, then adapting into the carnivore, I get them to have a splurge. And mm. uh, I love reading. It's so funny reading the <laughs> feedback from that because yeah. people feel like as if they've been drugged. Um, yeah. They feel absolutely crap and this is how most people are feeling on a day-to-day basis and not knowing there's a difference yeah that's a great idea because then you go okay i don't want this anymore let's go back yeah i mean i've had um i put into a percentage the other day and it was uh 94 of the people so far that i've worked with have stayed on carnival or introduced only a few of their favorites but are predominantly meat-based wow that's huge so i i love that yeah even people that start off really skeptical and are like okay i'll do it for now to get the results i needed to get the healing but mm. afterwards this is going to be too boring i need to go back to this and that yeah. and they become so adapted and reset that they don't even think like that by the end they, they're like yeah actually you know what i can't go back that's awesome. I love it. That's, that to me is mission accomplished. Yes, tick. <laughs> the day is done. Um, finally, Dom, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I ask everyone this question. If you could give our listeners one final thought today, one Dom nugget that they can incorporate into their lives to make that better body, what would that be? Oh, okay. So to me, well, what's more heavily on my mind at the moment for most people is when it comes to looking into your health and your nutrition, Look back at the past, really do some digging through and be more informed on the past than the current sciences at the moment, test tubing their way through what the human body does. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. 
I love it. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah, and the got... same goes for movement as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and literally, I say this quite often on the podcast, do not even listen to us. Just take it on board. Go out there and do your own research. You don't, don't believe. Just because we're quite passionate about it doesn't mean you have to believe us. You know, it... take on that responsibility and go and tweak and see, how do I feel after doing A, B and C? I feel great. Right. I'm going to keep doing it then. And then reassess a couple of years down the line. Maybe you need to tweak again. That's it's. It, I think we overcomplicate it. Um, and if you get it back to basics and back to our ancestors, like you say, you might be able to <laughs> make some progress. Yeah, I, I, that's that's it. I mean, with so many people are trying to create followers. I, I don't want you to follow me. I don't want to be a road a world renowned health guru. Yeah. I just want to be someone that somebody can get look in and be like, okay, well, this guy's living it. He's doing this and that. Yeah. Um, now I'm inspired to go and search my opinion and my truth yeah. around this subject. Yeah, you want people to go out and question everything. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. question me, you know. Yeah, I love it. Brilliant. Okay, Dom, where is the best place for people to connect with you on the web? Probably Instagram, but I'll let you say. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is usually my go-to. I haven't really gotten too involved with YouTube, although I'm moving to Bali um, in May. Oh, for good? Up there. Oh. maybe for good yeah perhaps nice it's on my sorry to interrupt you it's on my radar to get out there i need some sunshine bad <laughs> oh well please come out this year we'll have a room for you oh wow yeah i'll i might uh call you up on that <laughs> yeah please do that'd be awesome to connect up there oh yeah awesome brilliant uh well yeah we'll be living with some like-minded cali athletes and uh, nutritionists as well so maybe by that stage you'll be able to use my parallettes <laughs> yeah <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, Insta- what's your Instagram handle? I know it, but uh, you, if you want to put it out there. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. It's uh, origins.nutrition. Mm-hmm. And my website has all my services. And obviously, as you saw, we're, we're doing a load of workshops at the moment based yep. around longevity of training, programming, and learning the Cali skills and abilities. So that's all on originsofvitality.com. Perfect. I will put all of those in the show notes. Not a worry at all so Dom thank you so much for talking to me today I absolutely enjoyed that it just flew in and you as I knew you would be full of knowledge bombs and information because you do put that time in that not everybody is prepared to do you do that a little bit extra (laughs) (laughs) I try to yeah I need to stay ahead and keep uh keep reading it's also the passion I really enjoy reading and yeah listening conversing with the right people it's slowly building up and uh Mm -hmm. more and more people getting to know about this uh this uh, biohacking and the uh, natural way of living, just how you know you're you're living it as well, Karen. Yeah. Which is great. Perfect. I appreciate you. Model. Thank you, Dom. Thank you. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. If you have any specific concerns, please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on anything new.